0: there and welcome to episode 11 of the from a certain point of view podcast i'm josh i'm adam and once again we're excited to be bringing you uh, star wars news reviews and points of view and we're going to start just with our kind of warm-up and what we've been watching and playing and doing in star wars this week adam would you like to get us started
1: yeah uh, i saw rise of skywalker for a fourth time i went with my uh with my mother and she had a blast and that's kind of kind of reminds me of what we talked about last week. You know, you saw it with your uh, family, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know those are the fans that that we're reaching here. You know, uh, yeah. that Star Wars is reaching. You know, it's it still speaks to them. And my mom had an absolute blast watching this movie and couldn't stop talking about it at dinner afterwards. And then she said she talked about it on, on the way home, and um, you know, she rode home with my with my dad. Uh, they went mm-hmm. and did something else. So. Um, but yeah, uh, just, it's it's really refreshing to see you know, that passion. So and definitely. There definitely, and I think, passion there.
0: I think my mom had the same type of reaction. And I yeah. think, you know, for my mom, she was just so surprised that Star Wars is still going on, you know, because, you know, she remembers seeing it when she grew up at, you know, one of the the, the smaller theaters or whatever, and just mm-hmm. the impact it had and, and that, it's become my favorite movie and you know, it's it, her son, you know, and still going strong. So I think there's just that whole aspect of it too. Yeah.
1: And aside from that, I've been watching some Clone Wars. I'm up to season four on that now. And I started reading uh last shot, which is the Han and Lando novel.
0: Mm-hmm. Have you read that one before? Or no, no, no it's my first okay, time. Me neither. Through. I haven't, I haven't read that one.
1: Yeah. So I'm about uh, uh 30% of,
0: somewhere in there.
1: And I did some comics reading and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's, that's about it for me. How about you?
0: Um, Well, I actually just got done watching season three, episode seven of the clone wars. And I really enjoyed this episode. Um, In this episode, we see uh, Ahsoka kind of has a a vision of an assassination attempt on Uh, Padme. Um, They're going to Alderaan and I really love this episode for a few reasons. Um, you know, I, I love the whole vision aspect of the Force and, and kind of foreseeing things that are going to happen. And when they landed on Outer Alderaan and they, they, they're playing the Leia theme, I, I literally got tears in my eyes. I think <laughs> any time I hear Leia's theme, um, that happens to me. But I thought it was just a beautiful shot and with, with the music and everything. Um, and then they also had, you know, the whole Aura Sing aspect of the show mm-hmm. <laughs> and that yeah. kind of tied into that um, brief mention of the character in solo um, when we learned that Beckett actually killed Arsing. so I thought that was just you know because when I saw solo I was I didn't really know what that reference was all about because I hadn't watched the Clone right. Wars at that point but now it's like oh now I get that um, so you know I thought there was a lot of cool things about this episode that I, I really enjoyed Um now you're getting and other close than to
1: Mortis. Um, I think yeah, you're going to love
0: Mortis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also been playing a little bit of Fallen Order. Okay. And I think I'm almost like 75 percent through. Um, okay. I got I got my uh, my lightsaber. I, I built my new lightsaber with the kyber crystal, okay. and so I had to go with purple. Um, just because <laughs> I went with orange. Not, see I had orange like up until this point and I was like okay. I don't know if I want to keep orange but then I was like you know mace windows purple lightsaber is so unique and one of my favorite colors so I, I went with mm-hmm. purple and I'm, I'm enjoying that okay, um cool. so I'm, I'm getting there with Fallen Order and that's pretty much what I've been watching and playing in, in Star Wars this week
1: awesome so uh this week on the show uh we'll go through some uh news items that we have there's a couple pretty exciting ones that we'd like to talk about And uh, reviews, we have a couple comics reviews. We're going to talk about both of the Rise of Kylo uh, issues so far since we haven't really talked about the first one at all yet. And then uh, we have the new Star Wars number one uh, that we're going to talk about a little bit too. And uh, points of view, we have a kind of a new thing going on uh, that we just started this week. And uh, we got some feedback from listeners. And we're going to do... so the feedback was actually to go through some of our favorite like uh, bad lip reading videos and some others Uh, but we decided to expand that and do um, you know kind of our favorite Star Wars parodies Uh, just you know any type of bad lip reading anything else uh, beyond that too so with that I think we can jump into news what do you think Josh
0: all right let's go to the news
1: well you want the bad news or the really bad news (laughs)
0: Okay, so our first news article for this week comes from Star Wars News Net, and it is about uh, the rumored Star Wars saga that might take place uh, centuries before the Skywalker saga, approximately 400 years before um, this broke from uh, making Star Wars, I believe. Yeah. Um, Jason Ward is behind making Star Wars. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, what do you think about this potential rumor, Adam?
1: Uh, I'm very excited for it for a lot of reasons. Uh, they're not calling this Old Republic. They're calling this the High Republic era. High
0: Republic, yeah.
1: And I'll be honest, I'm not quite sure what the difference is there. Um, I, I would imagine I, the Old Republic would probably just go farther back in time, I, but I don't know what the cutoff is there.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Old Republic goes back further, the High Republic. And I think, I want to say the High Republic, from what I've heard, might be a time where the, the Jedi were kind of at their height, possibly. Yeah, yeah, um, that's,
1: Yeah, that's one of the things that was mentioned in there.
0: Yeah, and we have the possibility of the rule of two, mm-hmm. um, with with Darth Bane being established. Um, yeah, and a was younger, one rumor that came out of that
1: a younger Yoda, like a midlife Yoda? Uh, yeah,
0: I'm thinking if this is true, if we get this, then we're gonna see Yoda again.
1: I uh, yeah, you know that would make sense, uh, right? And and probably a, a CGI version of him.
0: Probably, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you would if he's think gonna that be, he
1: would be more active, unless, yeah. If he's be doing he's, some
0: combat and stuff. Yeah, unless so, he's
1: like on a on a council role still, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, I'd be curious to see what today's CGI could do with Yoda. You know? Yeah. Um, because I mean, it looked he looked decent during the prequels, but I, right. I imagine it would be even so much better now. You know?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I could see that. I mean, Maz Kanata was mostly CGI,
0: right? right uh and, and now,
1: I thought that looked perfectly fine, not to mention oh, yeah. the c g i hu- uh human characters that we've been getting, so
0: definitely so I think we're at a place now where that could could be well executed yeah. um what do you think about this possibly tying into project luminous? that's what I wanted and... to talk about yeah, yeah
1: Very, i I'm really excited for that like if uh so project luminous is supposed to kick off in uh well, this year um and I imagine that it sounds like that's going to be tying in a lot of different types of uh, mediums, like you know, books and comics, and even games right. are mentioned there.
0: Yeah, because I mean, if we look at some of the list of authors, I mean, we got Claudia Gray, who is personally my yeah. favorite Star Wars author, and um, we got Charles Soule, who is you know writes comics, wrote mm-hmm. the Rise of Kylo Ren, wrote the Darth Vader series in comics. Um, you know, so we're seeing some, some Kevin Scott, there.
1: I'm actually kind of excited for, too. He uh, he was behind the uh, the Dooku uh, Jedi Lost uh, audio production.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, I knew that name sounded familiar. Yeah, oh, and I, I, I just sure. listened
1: to that uh, two weeks ago, I think. Again, that mm-hmm. was my second time through that. And that's just, it's really well done. It's like a radio drama
0: uh, for Star Wars. Yeah, I've listened to some of it. I yeah. haven't finished it yet, but it's good. Yeah. Um. Now, we don't know for sure if... Project Luminous is connected to this or if this is even going to happen. But, right, right. Um, you know, we're kind of trying to put the pieces together. Now, originally, I thought that Project Luminous might be like, um, you know how they did the whole um, A New Hope from a certain point of view uh, mm-hmm. book? Oh, yeah. yeah. Where, where they did A New Hope just from other points of view and a bunch yeah. of different authors were on it. Now, I thought this was going to be like the Empire Strikes Back version of that. Okay. Um, this whole project Luminous thing because you know Yoda mentions luminous beings are we in, in Empire, um, but maybe that's not what it is. Maybe it's it's tied into this this new direction that Star Wars is going in with possibly yeah. this this High Republic storyline.
1: When I first heard about Project Luminous, my hope was actually something like this.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, I think it's even was... better than.
1: See, I was actually, right, and I was actually thinking it would probably take place, like, post uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um,
0: Right, right, yeah, I could see that.
1: But I was hoping for something, like, like a large arc across a lot of different novels and a lot of different things that really kicks into some uh, new new lore and new, um, you know, meaningful canon events, I guess. And what I mean by that is like mm, for the last few I years I know. yeah for the last few years I feel like in some of the canon novels and, and all this other stuff that we've gotten some smaller stories mm-hmm. but nothing that was really like uh, no huge events you know except for maybe aftermath which was kind of tied in the battle of Jakku. um right but nothing like major that really advanced a lot of story in in the universe and I was hoping that this would do that and if this is correct it sounds like it will
0: yeah, and I'm very excited about that idea too, because like you said, I think we can see some some big things take place in the novelizations or in the comics. I, I mean, even just reading, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but reading The Rise of Kylo Ren, there's some big things for me that are happening in that, Um, things that I've been looking to see in medium other than the movies or the, or the shows, you know what I mean? Right, um, right. So... Yeah, I think this could definitely expand that.
1: Um, Now, I wanted to read a little bit from this paragraph of the Star Wars Newsnet article. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, first of all, I'm a little confused here because it it says uh, Project Luminous officially starts in 2020, uh, but the first effort released will be a new video game that releases in 2021. So, I'm not quite sure if that means that we're not getting anything from Project Luminous this year until the video game launches it next year, or if we're going to be getting some stuff in the meantime.
0: See, I feel like... I mean, we'll get an announcement of Project Luminous relatively soon. And okay. I think I th- I'm thinking that we might get so- something, uh, maybe a, a, a book or a comic f- in 2020, possibly. OK, but but I mean, I know how it's how this is worded. It's a little it's a, it's
1: a, it's a little yeah, I, I was confused, confused by that. that. Uh, yeah. No, so the next I'm... sentence is exciting. Uh, so the next sentence is uh, overall, the approach to Project Luminous Line will be more welcoming to interconnected storytelling, reminiscent of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, (MCU), right? Uh, rather than the standalone nature of the previous spinoffs.
0: Yeah, I, I think this is really good news, actually. Um, and, and right. I've said it before. I know Star Wars <clears throat> isn't the same as as Marvel, and you can't just necessarily spit out two to three. Star Wars movies a year, like you can with Marvel. Right. Um, what Marvel has done, in my opinion, was nearly perfectly executed. Um, if they can even duplicate that just a little bit with Star Wars, you know, with having interconnected stories, um, talking about a series of films, um, a series of, of novels, and things that are all connected and that lead to like this kind of final big event movie. Um, right. Like right. Endgame, I, I think that would be great. And I mean, we know that they've been talking um, to Kevin Feige and everything, and, and maybe he's given them some insight into, you know, how they can. and Maybe he'll be producing one of these films in this series. You yeah. know, yeah. Um right. So I'm, I'm definitely excited about that idea. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Same for me. Hmm. And I think there was one other point I wanted to, to yeah. mention. With this, um, just just the idea that you know maybe this was the project that Benioff and Weiss were kind of mm, working on, but right. now they're going to just continue it um, and with some different people involved.
1: So That's what I thought was going to happen. Um You know, when Benioff and Weiss we got those report uh, left, we got those reports that they were working on something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of just got the feeling they would just find a new director and just keep moving forward and it maybe it sounds like that's what's going to happen.
0: Right. And I got, I got to say th- this is what I've been wanting from star Wars for a while. is going back in, in time, looking at the the height of the Jedi, the rule of two um, with the Sith and being in, you know, being a big threat. Mm-hmm. And I think, and I've said before, attack of the clones, even though it's near the bottom of my list, one of my favorite moments from that is in the kind of arena when all the Jedi are, are there, and they all show up and and get involved, and you, and you see kind of the Jedi at kind of you know the height of not maybe not the height of their um I don't want to say power because that's not how the Jedi would view it um but yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, I, a I know large what you mean, number of yeah. Jedi mm-hmm. um you know I think I'm very excited to see something like that you know in yeah. the near future yeah for sure so are we ready to move on to our next news article Yep. Alright, so we're looking at um, the ILM visual effects team providing some answers to lingering questions from The Rise of Skywalker. Um, one of those being that the flashback scene with Leia and Luke training, um, it was Billy Lord, Carrie Fisher's daughter, who was actually portraying Leia in that scene. Right. Um, any, any thoughts about that, Adam?
1: Um, I kind of wish that they would have just went with Billy Lord and not done any of the CGI tweaking to that. She yeah, because al- I already mean, looks defin- like her mother.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And I think, uh, you know, because you're only getting that little part of her face. I I think mm-hmm. that would have been very believable just to go with that. But
0: yeah, I hear you there. Yeah. yeah. Um. But I mean, it's nah. it, that's
1: a really beautiful emotional connection, and
0: it is beautiful, when it's, and for it's me, so fitting.
1: It's. Almost just as beautiful as her helping her mother to to her to her you know, deathbed, I guess, uh, in the yeah. film, and uh, you know can't can't talk too much about it without getting choked up, I guess. But <laughs> <you know.
0: laughs> I hear you. I mean, I, I I again just love all the Leia stuff in the Rise of Skywalker, and and how I I don't think there's a better way to for her character to get you know to have the send off that she did. I think was was beautiful. Right. Um, we. We also learn about um, some some other things from ILM here about things that maybe we expected that maybe were in the movie but weren't and really were never filmed. So one of those is um, there was never a scene that was filmed with Ben Solo appearing as a force ghost to Ray at the end of the film. Yeah. Um, any thoughts about that?
1: Uh, puts a lot of rumors to rest, I guess or yeah no but i mean i'm okay with it
0: now i will say that i was kind of i was kind of hope because of the connection that ray and and ben had i was kind of hoping to see ben uh, appear to her as a forced ghost um i'm not and i'm not disappointed that we didn't get that um because I, I think the way they do it, just with Leia and Luke being there, is even maybe even more poignant. Um, yeah, but,
1: and that was kind of the reason that was given uh, was that that moment was kind of reserved for the twins,
0: right? Which and I, I think that. is because per- you have her burying that their two lightsabers. They're yeah. on Tatooine. It's it's Luke and Leia. It's, you know. Obviously, she can't go to Alderaan and and bury a saber because it's no more. Um, So, so having that done on Tatooine, I think, was in the way they did it was great. So, I I don't have any complaints. Um, Right. But I think one character that maybe people might have felt was missing was Anakin Skywalker, and we do hear him and Mm -hmm. we don't see him. You know, um, there were some rumors going around that Anakin would appear as a Force ghost, but but he doesn't. And I think the scene where that would have come into play was on the death star remains. And instead we get Han, which again is my favorite moment in the movie. So I, I, I don't think I would have rather seen Anakin there, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm, I'm, um, I'm I was really banking for an Anakin appearance, but I'm okay with, with the, uh, with what we got.
0: Right. Um, and then we also learned from this article that the, the fireball, from Resistance mm-hmm. is is there? Um, I'm not sure exactly which ship the Fireball is. Do you know? Uh, have you looked into that at all or anything?
1: I honestly have still not watched uh, Resistance, so I, I couldn't tell you. Right,
0: <laughs> right. So I guess the Fireball, one of the ships from Resistance, is uh, is seen in the final battle, and mm-hmm. then kind of I think the last thing that we learned from this article from ILM is that um, there wasn't a whole lot more that was actually filmed with Palpatine. Um, he kind of says, um, I'm trying to, th- I'm not sure who was quoted here, but uh, he says, I don't think there's anything you haven't really seen. Um, JJ would always shoot variations on scenes. That's the natural movie making process, um, you know, with angles and lighting changes and stuff, but he's saying there's not a lot. Yeah. that we haven't really seen. Now, that was um, uh
1: from Marianne Brandon. Uh that was she's uh, okay. she's an editor uh, on the movie.
0: Thank you for helping me out with that detail. Yeah. yeah. Um so of course there's this whole thing going around that there's this JJ Abrams cut of the Rise of Skywalker that mm-hmm. we're going to see at some point or that that we haven't seen and uh, personally I think it's a bunch of McClunky Um <laughs> but what do you think, Adam?
1: I think at most that we would ever see is an extended version. I don't think mm-hmm. that there's an alternate JJ ending. I don't think that, I don't think that that, you know, the, the Ben dying ending. I don't think that we're ever going to see a movie that ever contradicts that. Right. Um. I have other thoughts about that, but I don't think that we're ever going to see a, a version of rise of Skywalker that, that takes that back or reverses that, that decision. So I think the most that we would ever see would be an extended version, a la like Endgame, or mm-hmm. you know, this has been done before. This type of thing, uh, you, you get uh, extra scenes, you get extra um, you know, a few extra minutes. Uh, that kind of just uh, just add just gives them a little more time to uh, flush out some of the plot points that had to be rushed a little bit just because of the nature of this movie. Sure. So I think that at the at at most that's what we would get now. The art the some of the news that I saw uh, was that an extended version would be announced this week, which it obviously was not mm-hmm. and that it would release at the end of january uh right so my my initial feeling on that was i uh, like I could understand an extended cut coming, and I'd be okay mm-hmm. with it, and I would definitely go see it, yeah, um, it would
0: give me another great reason to go see the movie again, so uh, I'd be interested. Right.
1: However, I honestly thought that it was just like you said, a load of McClunky. And the yeah. fact that this week has come and gone with no announcement, like those leaks had said, right? I think it was. I, I think that's what it was.
0: Pretty much, and you know, I think we'll get a few deleted scenes on the Blu-ray, just like we do with with mostly yeah. any other yeah. movie. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I just think that um, people are going a little bit overboard with this whole thing.
1: Oh, of course, of course.
0: But yeah, so that's our news for this week, unless you had anything, Adam, that I I wasn't aware of.
1: Nope, I'm ready to talk some comics.
0: All right, let's jump into our review segment of the show.
1: My disappointment in your performance cannot be overstated. This week for reviews, we're going to dive into... uh, three different comics uh we're gonna do both uh really uh, both issues of uh, the rise of kylo ren so far and uh, we're gonna check out the new star wars number one uh, which just kicked off this uh about two weeks ago uh so starting with the first episode of the first episode first uh first issue of uh, the rise of kylo ren uh at a high level josh what'd you think of this issue
0: I mean, I, I, I'm, I've i loved both issues so far. Um, you know, I, I think this is some of my favorite comic book reading here. I mean, I don't read a lot of comics, I will admit. Um, so, right. you know, only the ones that I'm really most interested in will I read. And, you know, I was very interested in this and I've really I- enjoyed it so far and getting kind of more of a look at the Knights of Ren because I've always been really interested in the Knights of Ren and we don't get a lot of them or as much as them them as I'd hoped in -hmm. in Rise of Skywalker. Um, So getting to learn a little bit more about them and and where they came from and and what their kind of ideology is and everything. And um, I've, I've enjoyed it so far.
1: Yeah. And, I kind of want to just touch on the high points of this. Uh it, it kicks off on a nice planet uh with the Knights of Ren uh, doing battle. And they come across these two I don't want to say recruits. Uh but they there's two that they're trying to sway to join them. And mm-hmm. they uh, they ask their brothers uh these these two these two individuals are brothers and they are, are kind of trying to persuade the, the the first brother um and just out of nowhere uh, the second brother kills his uh, his brother mm-hmm. and says that he wants to join uh but they just say that he's actually not dark enough and they just kill him
0: yeah i thought that was interesting like i thought if anything that would uh be enough to to get recruited and killing mm-hmm. your <laughs> brother yeah. um but but yeah that was kind of surprising
1: uh, yeah, so, and then we find out that they're actually one guy short, which, you know, we, they say their their master will find them, someone else. So, mm-hmm. that's going to be our story arc here. Um, right. But then we jump to the Jedi Temple, and this is the scene of the night uh, where uh, Luke attempts to, to kill Ben. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of the extended cut of what we saw in The Last Jedi. Uh So, we start off with, with the actual... Uh, the temple burning and Ben looking at it from, from the outside uh, and then we join a, a group of three there's a, a corn and, uh, and two humans uh, that are coming back to the temple and it seems like they're uh, possibly masters or maybe just like high ranking knights or something if, if there's if those designations are carrying over I guess
0: Right, and yeah, I, I thought it was interesting to take this angle on it because it makes sense that, you know, maybe not not all of, of uh, Luke's Padawans or trainees would, would be there. You know, there might be a few that were right. away in a different part of the galaxy, and just I thought that was pretty neat to introduce that idea to the story.
1: Yes, yeah, so they, they're returning, and they, they confront Ben as he's leaving. And, uh, you know, Ben tells them that Luke is dead, uh, that he... Uh, he, he attacked, he, Luke attacked him. Mm hmm. And, uh, you know, he tells him he's, he, he's dead. Uh, the, the, I don't know if I want to call them teachers or what I want to call them, but the three right. that confront him really don't believe that. Um, mm-hmm. The interesting thing I think that I pulled out of this, uh, and then they actually go, kind of go through a, a little confrontation there uh, where the, the three teachers or masters pull out their lightsabers and they actually also begin to attack uh, Ben, uh, which he didn't ask for, you know. No. He didn't initiate that, that fight, which I found interesting also. It's uh, it's almost like he hasn't fallen here yet, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think this whole issue gives us just a whole different angle on right. um, on Ben Solo.
1: And he actually gives them multiple chances to stand down from this without, you know, lethal force or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh, before he's almost finally forced to do uh, something he doesn't want to do, you know? Right. Uh, Which, uh, again, I found very interesting uh, as far as his character goes. Uh, That This is a path that he felt he was forced into.
0: Right, because, I mean, just, you know, what watching the last Jedi and in the whole s- sequel trilogy, we, we have our, our idea in our mind of how this whole thing went down. And I don't, this isn't the way that I imagined it way went down. You know, um, mm-hmm. i I imagined Ben being the more active force in, right. in making this turn, you know, and everything and um, destroying the, the temple and, and everything.
1: Right. Uh, so Ben leaves in his ship and then the three masters or teachers kind of follow him in pursuit. Uh, But he pulls a little move and uh, kind of disables their ship.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's a couple panels then where we see that he's actually speaking to Snoke uh, through a Force uh, connection, almost. Yeah. Uh, And then we kind of see a flashback again. This goes back to before the temp- temple was bu- uh, burning. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know we we see the scene from uh, the last Jedi where you know Luke is um attempting to to end him, and then we actually see that he's really remorseful about this he he asks why uh three times mm-hmm. uh, you know why why would luke do that and and then he actually leaves and he does not burn down the temple
0: no, yeah, this was the biggest shocker to me right um so I don't know, is that like some kind of force lightning or something like that that ignited that fire, or, or what it was that? It almost
1: looks like it, I mean yeah. um, you you, uh, you see him moving away and then he kind of turns back and looks at the temple and uh, the temple starts to, to glow red and then in the next page, the temple explodes and you see lightning mm-hmm. coming down from the sky I, I, I don't know
0: so you have to wonder who or, who or where that came from right
1: uh and then we get i mean we get an, another few panels with the three masters uh they kind of you know strengthen their resolve to to put an end to this uh but then it it, it kind of ends with ben retreating to snoke mhm and snoke is on this very interesting space station slash uh planet. Uh, yeah, whatever it it's like is, a, it's
0: definitely interesting.
1: It's like a garden planet, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Sort of like a paradise type almost, but right. but we know that there's something else kinda going on there. Right.
1: Uh but Ben Ben runs to Snoke and Snoke welcomes him with open arms, of course. Uh seems very welcoming towards him. But uh, we find out that, that Snoke's scars on his face were actually from Luke. Uh, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting as well. Yeah, Uh, definitely. So it kind of makes me wonder if we're going to see what happened there. Yeah, I hope we do. Right. Uh, And then we find out that Ben, well, Ben says that he's been thinking of joining the Knights of Ren, and that's how Mm -hmm. the the issue ends. Yep. Uh, So moving on to the second issue. Uh, it kind of picks up in the same place that, that this one left off, uh, so we're back on that garden planet, whatever of mm-hmm. Snooks. So, um, again, let's take a step back here. So, first of all, if you haven't read this yet, uh, we're going to be spoiling the issue. We're going to be talking about it in depth. So, that, you know, mm-hmm. keep uh, skip ahead a few minutes here if you have not read this yet and want to keep the surprises. Uh, but, Josh, what do you think of this issue overall?
0: Um, I think I liked this one even even more than than I think so too. the first. Um, there's a lot of things I I, I really loved about this issue, um, you know, especially involving a character like Lore Santeca, which I always wanted to know a little bit more about him. How did he know Ben? How did he know Luke? Um, you know, th- we get a little bit of that here, um, and you know, I think mm-hmm. also just seeing when Luke confronts the Knights of Ren, this is what I wanted to see in the last Jedi um, that I, I did. I, I was you know, hoping that the Knights would show up on Octo and, and face off with Ray and Luke or something like that. And we would see Luke take them on and we didn't get that. So we kind of get that here in a way. And I, I definitely love that about it too. Right.
1: So, uh, in- it's, it gets some interesting backstory about... Well, not really backstory even, but hints about the planet that they're on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snoke asks him what he thinks about this... Uh, what Ben thinks about this place. And he says that the people who built it were trying to hold back the dark, but that it didn't work. And we see that, you know, um, amongst all of the uh, the flora... There's a lot of decay, and in the midst of the decay, there's a lot of uh, bones and skeletons and, and things like right. that. So the dark is kind of pushing back through all of this uh, garden that, that he's uh, surrounded by.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we start. Uh, ben starts asking about the Knights of Ren again. Uh, he says he thinks he can learn from them. And, uh, you know, Snoke kind of makes the point that you know, Ben Solo, Jedi to be, is not a name for a, a Knight of Ren, and you know Ben says that he hates his name anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I th- I thought that was a really interesting point. Um, mm-hmm. it, that he was like, you know, I'm I'm named after Obi Wan Kenobi. I didn't even know that guy, <laughs> and they expect, yeah. everybody expects me to be him. Um, and, and of course, you know, being named Solo, and like Solo wasn't even my dad's real name like he's mm-hmm. he's a fake basically right. um so just and i think it's all about just this inevitability i mean e- even thinking about the, the planet or whatever it is that the light is trying to suppress the the dark but um i think there's this this theme in the rise of skywalker that that talks about this ben kylo ren has this feeling that there's just this inevitability of him being a part of the dark side because of where he came from, um, you know, coming from Darth Vader. Um, and he believes Ray has that same inevitability to go to the dark, um, because of the Palpatine lineage. Um, but in actuality, it's all about choices. You know, it's, it's all about the, the choices that you make. There isn't necessarily an inevitability because of, you know, where you came from. It's all about, um, you know, the family you choose, the choices that you make. So I right. think Ben's been hearing this message of inevitability from Snoke that like that, even the, the dark will take over the light on this planet because you're just trying to suppress the dark. Um, mm-hmm. But really the truth is that, you know, you can make a choice. So I I, I love that. And that's kind of what I pulled out right. of that, you know.
1: And then building on that, uh, Snoke Asks what his what Ben's name will be, and he, mm-hmm. I found this interesting uh, that Snoke says I was not born Snoke, I became right.
0: Snoke. Yeah, that was very interesting. So like, you know, what was his what was his name before?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, he asked Ben what he will become, and he says he said he can see it in his mind, and uh, mm-hmm. Ben says that he has this name of something he thought of when he was a child, and uh, you know Snoke says that, that you know that's why that that name is correct for you. Uh, so, right. So. I wonder if that name would be Kylo. Kylo.
0: So yeah. what does Kylo mean? You know, why does right. he have that name in his mind? You know, I was very curious about that. Right.
1: Uh, so then uh, Snoke sends him on a, on a mission to find the Knights of Ren. And mm-hmm. uh, he says that you will join them at that point or you will die. Uh, very Palpatine-esque.
0: Yeah, it seems like there's a definite major initiation that takes place to join the Knights of Ren and you really mm-hmm. have to do something. And I I believe what he's going to do is is kill the current leader um right. you know of of the Knights of Ren and, and become the leader.
1: So he says to find them, in, you know, base, start at the last place you saw them. Uh and that kind mm-hmm. of launches into what this issue is. Uh so we go into a flashback. Uh Luke, uh, Ben, and finally Lor San Tekka. Uh, was, yes. Um it's a character that we saw at the very beginning of uh, The Force Awakens. He's mm-hmm. the old man that, that Kylo Ren kills, uh that hands off the uh the uh, the piece of the map uh for the resist- mm-hmm. resistance to find Luke. Uh we finally see him doing something new. <laughs> yeah. And uh they are on their way to a Jedi uh to a Jedi temple. And looks
0: like they're looking for some maybe some Jedi artifacts or yeah, something. Yeah, Jedi like artifacts
1: that. and they actually mm-hmm. find a a huge library of
0: Yeah. of
1: all kinds of things, and one of them being a yeah, holocron. Yeah. It looked like there was
0: like some kind of maybe a holocron in there mm-hmm. or something and Yeah. some other stuff. Right.
1: And then Luke and Ben uh both sense something cold, they say. And it happens mm-hmm. to be the Knights of Ren who are there also looking for the same things. Right. Uh so we get a showdown here, uh Luke versus the Knights of Ren. Uh, a lot of very uh, a lot of Last Jedi callbacks here in this in this battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, both with the way that Luke is kind of holding his lightsaber and getting ready yeah, for the battle, fights, the way battle. he, fights, the the way way he, he kind of
0: dodges. Yeah,
1: he's he's yeah. even more uh, you know that Luke at the end of the the uh, projection. Luke uh, right, very reminiscent of that.
0: Yeah, and, and that, I think that that reminded me of the fact that that's why I think in Rise of Skywalker I wanted his his force goes to look like that just because I feel like that's the true Luke. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I was kind of surprised mm-hmm. that they, they made him look how he did in, in rise of Skywalker, but that's just a, um, right. one of my minor nitpicks.
1: So the Knights of Ren, we find out are force sensitive, uh, which we knew that from the visual dictionary that I've been reading, mm-hmm. um, but they are force sensitive, but untrained. And Luke says that, you know, they wield the dark side, like a hammer. Uh, right. You know, very untrained, very
0: and, uh, and it's not a hammer, forceful. it's a blade. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Uh they they end uh basically retreating. Uh the, the leader, the Knights of Ren takes his helmet off and we kind of see him under the helmet. Uh and mm-hmm. this is not a Knight of Ren that shows up in the movie, so like you said, this he, he could possibly yeah. not survive this arc. Um, right. But he t- he takes his helmet off and it's it's, it's a white and gray haired individual, uh, mm-hmm. and he leaves his helmet there.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting.
1: And he's uh, he he says,
0: I think it was kind come of come an back invitation. and find us. He, yeah, yeah, it's an
1: invitation, mm-hmm. and he leaves it there for years, uh, mm-hmm. because after that, you know, since that was the last place that Ben saw them, uh, Ben travels there and finds the helmet again and, and right. puts, yeah and uh, puts it on.
0: Puts it on, yeah.
1: And then he meets up with the the three uh, masters or teachers again. That's where we leave -hmm.
0: Leave off there. So, yeah, I thought this was a great issue. Very compelling. Um, A lot of stuff that I've been wanting to see for a while. And, you know, I'm loving this so far.
1: Right. Yeah, same here. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to issue three. This has been a really good uh,
0: arc, I think. Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, So Star Wars number one. Did you get a chance to read this?
0: I have not read this yet, so okay. I'm gonna rely on you to do this review. <laughs> okay,
1: so this kicks off you know, immediately after Empire. This is gonna be uh between Empire and Return of the Jedi. Oh,
0: okay, I think that there's that's I, there I think some interesting would, stuff in there.
1: Yeah, so I think you would enjoy yeah. that. But it starts mm-hmm. it's it starts with uh Luke kind of reliving the events of the end of uh, Empire in his mind. Uh he's on the he's actually on the Falcon and um with uh Leia Chewie mm-hmm. and uh Lando. Lando. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And he's actually, you know, kind of going back through his mind. You see his you see his arm, uh, his hand and you know uh kind of the after events of that and he's he's playing these quotes from Vader back in his head. Uh you know about you know I am your father. Um Yeah. Uh don't, you know, don't make me destroy you, join me. Uh, mm-hmm. I am your father, we can rule a galaxy, father and son. You just kind of see these quotes playing back over and over in his head. Um, and he's, uh, and, and, and this is actually even before uh, he gets his hand fixed. Okay. So... So this is like, like, a, I, like I say, like immediately after Empire. Immediately but it's after, really Empire. not uh, because he doesn't right. have that. It, so it's kind of on the way to to, the, to that. Um, uh, it's
0: kind of like immediately after his confrontation with Vader. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's it's basically immediately after leaving Cloud City. They start discussing that you know, they can actually still uh, save Han, and that's kind of the uh, the point of discussion aboard the Falcon. Uh, that you know Lando believes that they could have saved them, but they had to turn around to, to save Luke. Uh, so there's a lot of disagreements there about what they should have actually done, uh, mm-hmm. you know, between pursuing Boba Fett uh, or actually of having turned around to save Luke. Uh, you know, Leia, of course, is adamant about her decision, you know, to go back. Um, but they actually end up running into a, uh, on the way. Uh, they end up running into an Imperial fleet. Uh, they so they decide that their best bet is to. Uh, regroup with, with the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I said, along the way, they do meet up with the Rebellion, but the Rebellion's actually engaged with a couple of Star Destroyers and you know, TIE Fighters and everything like that. So, uh, you know, we get a few, a lot of pages here with um, Space Battle, uh, you know, and uh, one of the interesting things that we, that we do meet up with is uh, Poe Dameron's father.
0: Oh, okay. That's cool.
1: Yeah, uh, so uh, you know we we do get to see him in his role uh, with the be- with the rebellion there, um, and he actually talks about you know uh, his wife uh, Shara Shara Ray, and uh, mm-hmm. he he calls he calls her his son mother. <laughs> <laughs> that was different, but hey, whatever. Um, so the Falcon kind of swoops in here to save the day, uh, and. Luke uh, gets on the uh on, on in the gunner position and they they're being chased by a ton of tie fighters and Luke mm-hmm. actually kind of uses the force to to swerve one of these tie fighters uh into another kind of, kind of wreck the whole the whole thing so they can escape that's cool. Uh but again you see some flashbacks here, you know, Luke thinking about uh Ben, uh, you know, saying that you know Darth Vader uh, betrayed and murdered your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then yeah. um, you, know, you, you you see in the in the very next panel Vader saying I am your father and he's still very much struggling with this, you know.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, trying to reconcile that what you know Ben right. told him compared to what he, the Potential truth he's being told by the the villain in the galaxy, right?
1: Uh, so the Falcon makes a, a an attack run on on the uh, on one of the destroyers there, and you know does a, a, a lot of damage. Um, so the Empire, you know, you know, basically has to kind of back off, and and rebellion can escape. Uh, the next scene is with Vader and uh, a hologram of the uh, Admiral, I believe. Mm-hmm. um of uh, of that uh destroyer kind of you know r- reporting to Vader that they lost them. Uh Vader actually kind of tells them that the Falcon is off limits to them because they said that they actually did attempt to destroy the Falcon. Mm-hmm. Uh Vader says that he's aware uh that it's often piloted by um uh, Leia uh, and Organa uh, but he also says that there's someone else that that pilots that ship. And he wants him alive, <laughs> so uh-huh. so Luke is the only reason why you know the Falcon is, is kind of put off limits uh, from Vader, right? Um. So the uh, the uh, rebellion makes it to a backup rendez- rendezvous point uh, called Point Gamma Nine, and they're kind of talking about their their uh, their next steps here. You know what they need mm-hmm. to do uh and the, they're finding out that the imperials are able to uh track them, break their communications, break their codes, uh, kind of know it, you know, very uh sequel trilogy idea, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: and they they find out actually that again a very last jedi thing that the people aboard, or the people at this rendezvous point might be the the very last of the rebellion, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then we end with a scene with Luke. Uh, where Luke and R2 are in kind of a secluded area of the ship. And Luke is kind of going through kind of a an identity crisis, I guess, uh, because he's saying, you know, this is him he, he, being defeated. Mm-hmm. Uh he says, I, "I I don't know what to do. I, I still feel the force, but I've lost my lightsaber. I lost a lot of things, Right. Uh, and he's asking Yoda for help. Actually, and he's mm-hmm. know, why is he why won't you answer me? Kind of mm-hmm. you know, a very Ray moment, also. Yeah. Um. And then he, like I said, this is kind of a identity crisis thing for him because he's saying that you know he's not a Jedi yet. Yoda made that clear."
0: Yeah, he's not a Jedi yet. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he says, uh, "If Vader is my father, there's no way that Yoda couldn't have known." Uh, and he said, uh, you know, "Yoda and Ben uh, wouldn't have known." Mm-hmm. So he, he knows at this point that they, the, you know, that they knew. Um, yeah. And he said that the, you know they lied to to, to me, and that's bad mm-hmm. enough. Uh, but the thing is, he says the thing that he's worried about here is uh, if he's not going to be a Jedi, uh, what is he going to be? And That's how mm-hmm. it moves off,
0: right nice well i will I will definitely have to check that out, and yeah start start reading that one yeah so, it out, sounds so. like there's some good stuff in there, and um you know I, I think one thing that always resonated with me at the end of Empire Strikes Back was Luke just repeatedly asking like Ben, why didn't you tell me you know yeah, and you um, see
1: very much that he's struggling with that in this uh, in this uh, issue, yeah, so I think and- that
0: this will kind of expand upon that, that moment in the film.
1: Right. And this really deals with Luke's failure. And, you know, this mm-hmm. is, you know, I keep saying that there's callbacks in here to the, to the films and there are, uh, so some right. of those themes, you know, the, the, um, that make the last Jedi, uh, what it is or are, are in this movie mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah. In this uh, issue as well. So I, I think right. you'd really enjoy this and, you know, uh, and you know, knowing how much you love you know, both the last Jedi and Empire Strikes Back, there's a lot of good, uh, crossover here between between both of those so
0: well you definitely sold me because those are two of my very favorite star wars films. i know so. <laughs> I know. yeah so i'm gonna have to check it out
1: okay uh you ready for points of view
0: i am
2: luke you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view <laughs> uh,
1: we mentioned in the opening that uh we're doing something new this week and once again uh We'll cover that as uh, you know a second time here, but uh, we really want to hear from from you uh from the listeners uh we want to know what you guys want to hear too uh so we've had a lot to talk about here leading up to the rise of Skywalker and you know the Mandalorian and all that stuff um and not that we don't have things to talk about now because there's all kinds of there's always star Wars stuff to talk about uh but this is kind of the opportunity i think you know for us to to really talk about what our, what, you know, what listeners want to hear about. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited about this, uh, going yeah. forward. I think our, our points of view segment can definitely be a segment that lends itself to getting our, our audience involved, which I'm yeah. very excited about.
1: Yeah. So, uh, we've put out a couple of tweets this week and a couple of Facebook posts and, uh, you know, check out the website because the website has some details here. So, uh, Make sure that you're following us on twitter uh make sure that you're following us on Facebook and part of the following the page um and then even in the discord server uh we you know, we started talking to some of our our discord friends and getting some feedback from them and we'll be sharing some of those conversations here pretty soon um but, you know make sure you're you're connecting with us and then uh you know we also uh have an email address now that you can use uh, that's on the website as well. Uh but that's uh certain POV pod, uh all one word, uh certain P O V P O D at Gmail dot com. Uh so get in touch with us yeah, there. Feel, feel if free a, to submit
0: any yeah, questions anything. that you have that you'd like us to answer on the show or any topic ideas yeah. that you'd like us to cover through mm-hmm. the email or any of those other ways to, to connect with us. So we'd we would appreciate it
1: and we've actually got a few topics already you know, from some, from some listeners that I think we can cover the next week or two here, at least. Um, yeah, but like Josh said, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer and, uh, don't think that your question's too basic either. You know,
0: uh, no, absolutely. We, we and no, question, to, yeah. no question is a bad question. As we I want the
1: show to be for everybody. And if you're just starting right. out in star Wars, ask us, ask us, what, what are you confused about? Let us help you. Mm-hmm. So, Hmm. um, you know, we want this to be yeah. for, for everybody.
0: One of my favorite things to do actually is is when I'm watching the Star Wars movies, whether it's Brit, my wife or um, anybody that maybe isn't as deep into it as I am. And I love answering their questions, you know, yeah. so yeah. I just love doing that. So I'm always up for that.
1: Yeah. So any questions that you guys have, uh, Josh, said any any show topic ideas, you know, and you'd like us to go take a deep dive into something, um, let us know. Uh, even if you'd like to just you know even write a guest blog post or anything you Mm -hmm. can think of that you'd like to be involved in, and if you'd like to be on the show to do that, then you know let us know that too. Um, Absolutely, open to that as well. So, uh, but the one so uh our our friend uh, Steve uh, sent this suggestion to us uh, on Twitter, and. Uh, I mentioned before, but the suggestion was actually to kind of cover our, uh, you know, some of our favorite. Uh, he mentioned specifically bad, bad lip reading videos, uh, mm-hmm. which are YouTube videos uh, put out by you know, a channel called Bad Lip Reading. And uh, they kind of take the, the video from the movies, uh, but shut off the audio and then do incorrect uh, lip readings. <laughs> uh, from the scenes. And it turns out really funny. Uh, so they, yeah. they do a lot of scenes and they do a lot of songs. Uh, and he also mentioned uh, um, the uh, the pitch meeting from Screen Rant. Uh, but mm-hmm. we decided to kind of just expand this into just, you know, what are our favorite Star Wars parodies? Because, you know, Star Wars as a medium is huge. And uh, it lends itself, you know, pretty easily to just some fun, uh, you know, it's fun, kind of ribbing or poking fun at videos or songs. And, you know, the fun thing about these is that George Lucas is actually on board with some of these too. You know, so, and he's actually taken part in some of these as well uh, that I'll mention here too. So.
0: Yeah, I think sometimes as a Star Wars fandom, we can, because we're so connected to Star Wars and it means so much to us, we can at times take it a little bit too seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think being able to poke fun at it and have fun with it is is important. And honestly, I wouldn't have really thought of, of this topic um, if it wasn't for Steve, you know, and Yeah. so I, I'm, you yeah, know, I same. think it's going to be a lot of fun to get into this.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, you want to go ahead and kick off? Do you, do you have one to start us off here?
0: Yeah, um I, I got to I guess I want to preface this by saying I don't often think about Star Wars parodies um you know and there's a there's a specific reason for that. So for me this it was uh, kind of a challenge to to go back and remember and Adam you helped me a little bit with yeah. um thinking of some parodies that I didn't think of but um I'm going to go all the way back to 2005 and okay. um there was a Revenge of the Sith parody done by Jimmy Fallon. And I think it was maybe on the MTV Movie Awards that year. And okay. and, and Jimmy Fallon officially ruined Star Wars parodies for me because <laughs> what happened is, and I don't know if you remember this one or not, but there's a part, it's um, the scene where Padme is confronting Anakin on Mustafar and okay. then Obi-Wan shows up um, and Jimmy Fallon is playing the part of Anakin and just intercutting all the real scenes that are in that, um, all the real shots that are in that scene. Okay. But there's a point where Obi-Wan starts walking down, you know, kind of the ramp off of the ship and, you know, they're confronting each other and Anakin says, um, something about you got barbecue sauce on my bathrobe. And Anakin and Obi-Wan of course says, you have done that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and, I see you got barbecue sauce on my bathrobe. You have done that yourself. When I saw that, it was funny and I laughed. But now every time I watch Revenge of the Sith from that point on, all I could think (laughs) about was that parody where, you know, Obi Wan saying you have done that yourself, and I'm thinking about barbecue sauce. So (laughs) since then I've pretty much stayed away from Star Wars parodies, but um (laughs) But I but I do have a few Yeah and I watched a lot of bad lip reading okay. in the last couple of days and um and and one that I have in mind that's that's my favorite Star Wars parody that all Okay, get. well I'll, so, I'll just so,
1: mention I'll just get yeah. my bad lip reading one out of the way then. I love uh <laughs> bushes of Love. And I don't know if you if you uh that was one of the songs and that came out of uh the uh, A New Hope uh, bad lip reading.
0: Okay, okay. I don't so, think I've seen that one.
1: Okay, so this is uh it's mainly the kind of the beginning scenes of a new hope uh where uh, Luke and and Ben and you know Ben finally meet up
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they kind of go through the whole thing and uh it, so it starts off uh with Luke asking how his dad died and mm-hmm. was, ben starts into the song and you know we, we know what Ben actually says but so like with the way, like I mentioned before, with the way bad lip reading works is that they, they take the same scenes, but they put different uh dialogue over top of it that mm-hmm. still matches up with what the character's lips, you know, how how their lips are moving. Right. Uh, so, so it's a lip reading, but it's all done incorrectly. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, Ben, and it goes through the whole song like this, but Ben ends up saying that they met up with, uh. A, a creature with a, a chicken head and duck feet and a woman's face <laughs> and Luke's uh, Luke says that, that that's rad <laughs> uh, but then you know Ben says he, he ripped off your dad's face <laughs> okay right. he said he was screaming something awful and uh uh-huh. <laughs> he had said he had to change the, the the floors and then Luke you know Luke says the floors and, and Ben says <laughs> <laughs> there was basically just so much blood That it it, lit, it leaked into the boards And he had to change all the boards <laughs> right. Of the floor And this the song is like three more minutes of this stuff And it just cracks yeah. me up every single time
2: Hey,
0: how'd my father die? 49 times We fought that beast Your old man and me we Had a chicken head with duck feet woman's face too oh that's rad was waiting in the bushes for us
1: um I'm I'm gonna
0: have to check that out
1: yeah uh you know but Luke um Luke almost ends up going to into a rap at one point and Luke's kind of you know this like whiny kid that even does a little bit of a rap se- sequence and stuff mm-hmm. uh it, it's really funny so that that's my favorite yeah. bad bad liberty
0: awesome um as far as bad lip reading goes, uh, I, I love the Empire Strikes Back, um, Seagulls. The Seagulls is a classic. We have to mention um, Seagulls because that's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love that one. If um, you think of
1: a bad lip reading, the Star Wars, it's always going to, you know, the, the main one's always going to be the Seagulls. Yeah, that
0: one's, that one's a standout. Um, but I really fell in love with Force Awakens bad lip reading, which I watched for the first <laughs> time yesterday, um, because Mark Hamill actually voices Han. in it which is great Um, and there's a scene where specifically that made me laugh out loud um, where Finn and Han are on um, Starkiller base and they're kind of looking down and Han's kind of asking, you know, like who's down there, what's going on down there. And Finn says, um, Ninjas. <laughs> and, and Han says, Did you say ninjas? They have karate that can snap your shins clean. <laughs> and they, and ho- hopefully, Adam, you can get like a clip of that to play. But um... yeah, I'll get it.
2: What do we got there? Ninjas. Did you say ninja?
0: Yeah. They have
2: karate and can snap your shins clean. You serious?
0: I'm scared now, right? They'll
2: pluck out our eyelids.
0: Wait, could you still fall asleep? How are those your first words? I doubt you could. Oh, really? No. The, it's just so hilarious the, the way that he says it, knowing that it's Mark Hamill, and they just go on about this whole karate thing and ninjas thing, and it just cracks me up. Um, so that's that's, that's yeah. my favorite bad lip reading.
1: I was watching this morning. Uh, do, you, do you Have you ever watched Phineas and Ferb?
0: Uh yeah, a little bit.
1: Okay, so Phineas and Ferb is a show that I think is far funnier than it has any right to be. <laughs> um, it, it, it's a really fun show. It, it, it's a it was an animated show that was on Disney XD. I want to say, or uh-huh. maybe just Disney Channel proper. I'm not yeah so sure. one of the
0: one of those Disney channels. Yeah, um,
1: but I think it was Disney XD, and. So the whole premise of the show, I guess, is that you know it takes place over summer vacation, and these two kids, Phineas and Ferb, just get into these crazy situations. Um, but they also have a pet platypus named Perry, and Perry is actually a secret agent, and he gets into all these uh, you know side missions uh, against an evil Doctor Doofenshmirtz. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always in these episodes always these two different you know arcs going on with with Phineas and Ferb, and then what Perry's up to. But they have done, uh, there was actually two episodes, and they're in season four. They're both on Disney+, Plus. if you want to watch them. Um, But they did uh, a New Hope uh, parody, Mm -hmm. and it was all just, like I said, it's silly. Some of it is really funny. There's actually some decent music in it, too, uh, decent songs. Uh, Right. But... uh, I was watching that this morning again. It's been years since I've watched it actually. And I was laughing again. So it's really fun. If you have Disney plus it's season four somewhere in there, but uh, uh, it's the Phineas and Ferb star Wars
0: mashup. Nice. I'll have to check that out. Um, I don't know if you mentioned robot chicken at all. And I haven't
1: yet, but um, go for it because I was watching that this morning too.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, it's been a while since no, I, but, yeah. but I, I just yeah. remember that being one of my favorite parodies that I just wanted to mention briefly. Yeah, um, and that's r- one of those Robot chicken I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, because George Lucas lended his voice to some of that also. To, yeah, and like, yeah. And, and, you know, like we said, uh, it, like I said earlier, George is signing off on some of this stuff. And, you know, you know, like Josh had mentioned, this isn't, you know, when, when we're poking fun at this stuff, we can do it in good fun and just have a laugh. And, you know, I, I love to see Definitely. that George was participating in that as well.
0: For sure, because then it makes you feel like, oh, the creator of Star Wars is is okay with this stuff, so I can be too, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but Robot Chicken is more like a, uh, what do I want to call it? It's, it's stop motion. Yeah, and it's almost more like sketch comedy type thing.
0: Right, right.
1: So I guess you know, think of these like really short, like Saturday Night Live type skits. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just off the wall stuff. So it's just reimagining Star Wars and uh this is like one that I was watching this morning uh it was from episode 1 and Quagon and Obi-Wan Are you know cutting into the uh into the uh, uh the the bridge, like the blast the bridge, door thing. The bridge or, or, uh, oh, okay. yeah, the yeah, the blast door of the bridge on 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 that where they open on uh Phantom Menace. Yeah, yeah. And uh Wagon well, hands the lightsaber back to Obi-Wan's hold this, but, but he drops it and <laughs> and it just falls through the floors and you hear everyone <laughs> right. right. Like, what's going what is that? What is that yeah, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. lightsaber? And it just <laughs> it keeps going and <laughs> it's almost open. Hold on to this.
0: Um you mentioned SNL so that that brings me actually to okay. my favorite um Star Wars parody okay. which is Undercover Boss Star Killer Base. Um, uh,
1: nice. I didn't even think with of Adam that one. Adam Driver, okay. um,
0: Matt the Radar Tech guy. Yeah. And oh my god, does this make me laugh so hard. Um you know, just I I think Adam Driver just does <laughs> such a good job of not only playing like this angry Version of Kylo Ren, <laughs> but then playing this yeah. Matt, the radar tech guy, who's undercover. He, you know, mm-hmm. everybody, and and all the, all the characters are catching on that this is that this is actually Kylo Ren, and he's really not fooling anybody. <laughs> and he just gets progressively more and more mad as the, as the as the sketch goes along, and like at, at the end, he's kind of like, he's kind of like, guess what, guys, I'm I'm Kylo Ren, and, and the, the one officer's like. <laughs> yeah i literally knew since you said hi i'm mad or something like that um but i just i love it i think it's i think adam driver is a brilliant actor and i i think that he plays the comedy really well in that so that's that's my favorite that's one
1: that i didn't even think about and that's crazy Mm because i've seen in the past day since we've talked about this um i've seen the gif where you know the kylo ren approves gif where he just puts this up and i've seen that like a hundred times and i still didn't even think about including that one but yeah that one's hilarious
0: yeah, I love that one. Do you um, have any more?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. There's a couple more that I wanted to okay. mention, throw in here. Um, back in the ni- uh, back in the late '90s, after uh, Fan Menace came out, uh, Weird Al Yankovic yes bit, put out a song. And <laughs> I this was pops you'd up. Talk about this. Yeah, this pops up on my Spotify every once in a while because, like mm-hmm. I said, if, I, if I'm listening to some, like even the Bad Lipparding, because those are also on Spotify, the audio versions. Mm-hmm. Um. This one usually pops up next, like right after I listen to anything. Um, but Weird Al did a cover of um, "American Pie," yeah, <laughs> by Don McLean. Uh, but he did this all uh, in the uh, uh, as a parody of *Phantom Menace*.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so he he did this parody. It's called "The Saga Begins," and. It's kind of from the, well, it is It's from the perspective of of Obi-Wan And he kind Mm -hmm. of just goes through the whole thing But I I can listen to this anytime And, like, I love American Pie As a song, it's a great song Right But this is almost just as good And it's weird because it's a Star Wars parody I know, right? (laughs) It's it's great
2: (laughs) Oh my Small fry and he left his home and kissed his mommy goodbye saying soon i'm gonna be a jedi soon i'm gonna be a jedi
1: man i I just love this song i I remember after Phantom Menace came out, I would actually listen to this on repeat sometimes uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, downloaded it it's from excellent. Uh, a site that I probably shouldn't mention on in public right <laughs> it's just, probably less than legal um probably but uh but yeah, i used to listen to on, on repeat as you know as when i was in high school when the prequels were at the height of their yeah popularity.
0: i don't think we could talk about star wars parodies without mentioning that weird owl song so thank you for having that in your list
1: yeah no problem and then there's one more for me that i have to mention uh you know when we're talking about star wars parodies if if we had this segment and we didn't mention this movie, we would have just have to cancel the podcast. Um, <laughs> but Spaceballs.
0: Oh yeah, Spaceballs. Yeah, man, that's great.
1: It might might be the best Star Wars parody uh, that yeah. we that we could that we yeah. could ever talk about. Uh, Mel Brooks movie. If you're not familiar, Mel Brooks movie. It might be on Netflix. I'm not quite sure. I think I've seen it on there before.
0: I've seen it around somewhere, but you know, we got. Yeah. Dark, dark helmet, right? The, dark helmet, yeah. The Schwartz,
1: Yoda, well, no, uh, yogurt, and the Schwartz, and yogurt. That, that's a, yeah, uh, that's a, a Mel Brooks yeah. character. Uh, yeah. Mel Brooks also does some uh, some of the. Uh, um, I'm blanking on what they call him, but some of the Imperial uh, characters uh-huh. as well. Um,
0: I, I just, you know, what I just thought of is when. Like, he's telling them to, to comb the beach, and they have, like, these big combs, and they're <laughs> literally combing the beach. Like, hilarious.
2: Yeah. Tell them to comb the desert, do you hear me? Comb the
1: desert! Yes, sir.
0: Sir? What? Are we being too literal? No, you fool. We're following orders. We were told to comb the desert, so we're combing it.
1: Mel Brooks is uh if you're watching this it's not always socially or culturally uh <laughs> up to the right. times <laughs> so right be yeah. be aware just keep that in mind try to laugh because yeah. some of it's really funny and it's just mm-hmm. like um you know it, it's just jokes <laughs> i guess yeah so yeah. just keep that it's in mind as you're yeah. watching it it's kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, Blazing Saddles, where Blazing Saddles gets into some really off-color and not politically correct stuff, um, mm-hmm. but that happens in here as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so be be aware of that. And then you have... The, I always die laughing at the Jawa creatures that they have in there, because they do the little mm-hmm. song, the ding, tink ding, 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 and then they just do that the whole time. Uh, but, you know, and then... Again, kind of kind of ribbing at, at the whole culture of Star Wars with merchandising lines.
2: Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm.
1: But uh, probably, like I said, the most well-known uh, Star Wars parody of all time. Yeah. So we have to mention yeah. Spaceballs.
0: Yeah, it has to be mentioned. And if you're all listening right. to the
1: show and you haven't watched it, you got to go find it somewhere. It's, it's, you yeah, can go, find go it. Go check it's, it out. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, try to check all these out if you can. But... um. So, yeah, yeah, this was this was fun talking, having a little fun with Star Wars, talking about something different, talking about um, parodies. So so thank you, uh, Steve, for for giving us this idea.
1: Yep. And uh, we'll be back next week with some more uh, fan driven uh, points of view segments. So be looking forward to talking to you next week. You ready to head into the wrap up?
0: Yeah, let's wrap it up for this week. I'm just glad
1: you're here at the end okay uh thank you again for joining us for from a certain point of view uh we hope you enjoyed episode eleven uh remember to always check out the website that's from a certain point of view dot com all one word uh where we have everything from blog articles to you know everywhere you can uh, subscribe to the show uh by the way this week we added uh stitcher. Uh, so you can get the show now on Stitcher and uh, YouTube is going to be coming soon. Also, uh, mm-hmm. this is something I'm working on here this weekend. Um, and then blog articles we've had a couple go up this week. Uh, I did a um, Star Wars on a budget article, so if you're kind of looking to jump into some books and comics and you know even TV and movies, uh, got you some kind of cheaper ways to do that instead of just uh you know pouring all your money into the stuff.
0: Yeah, that was uh that was a good one to do. Thanks for doing that, Adam.
1: Yeah, and then I also kind of took a look at how uh Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker uh go hand in hand very well. So
0: mm-hmm. um so another the- another well done article, sir.
1: I appreciate it. So yeah, check out the website, take a look at those blog articles. And then uh, remember to hit us up on on the socials. Uh, Twitter is at CertainPOVPod. All one word. So CertainPOV and then P-O-D. Facebook, our page is uh, from a certain point of view. Uh, We also have the Discord server. The the link for that will be in the uh, show notes and it's also on the website as well. And then like we mentioned earlier, uh, we added email as well. Uh, So actually the same as Twitter, uh, CertainPOVPod. And then that's at gmail.com. So, uh, again, thank you uh, for tuning in. We really appreciate all the support. We appreciate you listening.
0: As always, it's been a pleasure talking Star Wars this week with with you, Adam, and with anybody that's out there listening, Um, looking at all the Star Wars news reviews and our, our points of view, which are, you know, having some fan participation was great. And if you're out there listening to us, we really appreciate it. And always remember that the Force will be with you.
1: Always.